We're holding in and we're talking about in the Yisrael of the Perak. The Yisrael of the Perak was the Chiyuv to Mikadesh Shemayim and the Isra of Mikadesh Shemayim. The Ram considers that a primary mitzvah of Kaisha responsible, which is why he brings in Yisrael Yater. It's not just a, a prat, it's one of the principles, the Yisraelis of the Torah, that the Ram brings it right at the beginning after discussing the mitzvah to to believe in Hashem and to love Hashem, to fear Hashem, is a mitzvah to Makad Hashem Shemayim. Also in Sefer Mitzvahs, the Ramam groups the mitzvahs into categories. So the first category is all the mitzvahs which apply to our awareness or acceptance of Hashem. So he brings the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem there as well. So the first application we learned about the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem or the Isra of Kiddush Hashem is in a case where a person is, is put in a situation where he is uh, threatened that if he doesn't do an Avera Barabim, he'll get killed. And then we saw that that's considered to be Makadish Barabim, that a person is willing to give up his life and not be over the Torah, uh, and not be over the Torah, for whatever mitzvah it is, if it's in front of ten people. If a person does that, then that's an expression of Kiddush Hashem. And if a person is Nechshal, that would be a Chilol Hashem. Now that I'm going to talk about other examples of Chilol Hashem. He has two, both of them are from the Gemara. But it's interesting <coughs> to see how the Raman brings the Gemara down, Halacha Lemaisa, and we'll see what he adds to the Gemara, the way he explains it. So the first example is Halacha Yud. Halacha Yud, he's quoting the Gemara, and the Raman says like this, Kala Oiver Midaitai, Beloi Oines. The person who's Oiver Midaitai, knowledge what he's doing, Beloi Oines, without being forced, is over al achas mikol mitzvahs amores b'tayra on any one of the mitzvahs in the tayra, b'shat nefesh without concern, and he's doing it lahachis. I raise the mechalal l'shem. That's considered the mechalal l'shem, which means a person who does navera, knowing he's doing navera, he does not gain in doing navera. Then why is he doing it? We say it's just to, so to speak, to show the fines of a kaddish baruch That's called the mechalal l'shem. And how does Abraham know that? It's very interesting. He brings the Gemara in Shavuos, and the Gemara says in Shavuos, yeah, the Gemara says in Shavuos that it says by Shavuos Sheker, it says by Shavuos Sheker, v'chidalto Hashem 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 elekecha. If I'm making a Shavuos Sheker, you're causing a chilul Hashem. What about a Shavuos Sheker is a chilul Hashem? So the case of the Shavuos Sheker we're talking about is there was no reason why a person had to make the Shavuos. And if a person makes a shvur falsely, so then it's basically doing an avera for no reason. There's no, there's no yetzahar to make a shvur. There's no time that a person fulfills in making a shvur. And just that the person doesn't care about making a shvur. And then there's one at the pasuk says That's considered the chilul Hashem. And from that the Rambam expands this principle, and that is that any time a person does an avera for no reason, then we can the only thing we can attribute it to is he's trying to show that he's defiant of Hashem. There's nothing else to gain by doing that area, and then that would be a chilul Hashem too. An example of that, the Gemara says in Chudin, if a person eats some non-kosher food, so we could blame it on the fact that he had a taiva for the food, that he couldn't control himself, uh, and we instead, we call the taiva, or the which means a person's in that because he couldn't overcome the urge to strengthen it. But if a person has exactly the same food, kosher and non-kosher, and even let's say it's the same price, and now he goes and chooses the non-kosher option, is that's an Avera Lahachis. What did you gain by doing that there? It wasn't a different food, it was exactly the same food. It wasn't a different class, it was exactly the same class. So what, what motivation, what gain could you have had by doing the wrong thing? There isn't one. And because of that, 
We say that's called an Averi Lahachis. That's called an Averi just to show that I don't care. It didn't make any difference to me. So, and I'm Badaf doing the Isra to show I don't care about the Mitzvah. And there's a scary example of this. One of the kings of Yehud, his name was Amoin, that he did an Averi. And afterwards they asked him, what Hanah did you get from the Averi you just did? And he said, I got no Hanah. I just did it to show Hashem, I don't care. And that's exactly what you call Rosh Lahachis, which means it's not, it's not, it's not, I didn't gain anything from doing it. I did it to do to do an Averi. Something like that is the Chimel Hashem. Okay, therefore, that's in any case. And now, the mother by Sarah and Israel, how is the Hill of Hashem Barabi? So you're saying a, a, a Shua Sheker, a Shavua that he didn't have to make. Right. There was no one supposed him to make the Shua. There was no, nothing to gain by making the Shua. That's the Hachis. Why are you doing a very for nothing? What you don't gain anything by it. So that's a. That's a Another way that a person can be over the Isra Chil Hashem. The Chayin Kol Aparish Me'Avera Ve'Asa Mitzvah. And now the Rambam says the converse: a person who stops himself from doing Avera or does the Mitzvah, not because there's anything to gain from doing the Mitzvah. I'm sorry, did you skip Im Avar Ba'Asara? Yes, we said that that if he's over in front of ten people, then it's Mechal Hashem Shemay Berabim. Ah, okay. Now that's in the negative. Now this is the Chiddush of the Rambam. But the Rambam said until now is the Gemara. Now look at the interesting Chiddush. A person who stops himself doing an Avera, or he asks a mitzvah, or he does a mitzvah, there was nothing in the world which he had to do it for. I wasn't standing to gain something by doing a mitzvah. I wasn't afraid of anybody. I wasn't doing it for the enemy. So why did I do the mitzvah? Or what stopped me doing an Avera? The reason I didn't do the Avera is because Hashem told me not to. The reason I did the mitzvah is only because Hashem told me to do it. No one else would know. It wouldn't make any difference in my life. Besides the fact I'm doing what Hashem wants me to do. In a case like that, like it says, Kemenius Yosef at Tzadik Atzma in the ancient rabbi, like Yosef, who prevented himself doing an Avera. And there again, the, the only thing which stopped him was the fact that he was afraid of Hashem. I raised him a Kaddish of Hashem. And that's a big Kiddush. It's very nice to hear that, but it's a big Kiddush. And that's called the Kaddish of Shemaim, which means, and uh, the Valley Muslim bring this Rambam. It means it's not a rare thing to make Hashem Shemayim. You could do it tens of times a day. Think about it. You went to the washroom, and now you have to make a shiata. What's forcing you? What are you not going to get if you don't? Who's giving you COVID if you do? But I'm doing it because that's what Hashem told me to do. That's Kedush Hashem. I just drank it. Because it says in little letters on the Ashiata chart that it's guaranteed for health for the rest of your so life. See, that's what you're doing, and maybe it's a problem. But most people don't think about that. If I just drank some water, I want to say burn the fascists. That's... Uh, well, who am I doing it for? I'm doing it because that's what Hashem told me to do. So there's no outside motivation. There's nothing else I'm going to gain by it. That's my Kaddish Hashem Shemayim. And if a person does a mitzvah berabim, so then the Chorah the same thing should apply. That's my Kaddish Hashem berabim. Now, if he's doing it so that the rabbim should notice him, he's looking for COVID, so then that, that, that takes away the mind of it. But that's most times, the person doesn't get COVID for doing a mitzvah berabim. It's expected. It's expected. So the fact that I'm doing the mitzvah is only the Hashem Shemayim. That's considered the Mikhail Hashem Shemayim. So it's, it's an easy mitzvah, so to speak, it's an easy mitzvah to accomplish. We think of the chances we have to Mikhail Hashem Shemayim as being very, very dramatic incidents or very few and far between. Well, not. Every time a person is doing a mitzvah and he's saying, Hashem, the only reason I'm doing this is because it's a mitzvah. No one knows, no one else would know except for you. There's nothing I'm going to gain physically except for the fact that I'm doing what you want me to do. That's called the Mikhail Hashem Shemayim. Why? Why is it a Kiddush Hashem? 
Why is it against Hashem? And really, this is the tachlis, like we saw in Rebbe Yehuda, the tachlis of all the mitzvahs. The tachlis of all the mitzvahs, because the point of the mitzvahs is to show that we listen to Hashem. We listen to Hashem. The gift of Hashem is, we listen. So, of course, sometimes it entails things which we're going to enjoy as well. But the, the, the basic fact is that we show that we're obedient. what we told us to do. And therefore, every mitzvah, that that's what we're doing. We're showing the same thing. We listen to Hashem. Now, when a person is put in a dramatic situation, that someone puts a gun to his head and says, either do the veil or die, and he says, I listen to Hashem, kill me. So it's just a more dramatic example of the same thing. I shall listen to Hashem. Yeah, maybe that's uh, it's more difficult to make a choice because the person has to be willing to sacrifice his life for it. But the, the, at the end of the day, it's the same point, which is the Kedosh Hashem. The Kedosh Hashem means, I'm showing, I listen to what Hashem says. And every time a person does a mitzvah, that's him, he's showing his listen to what Hashem says. As long as there's no outside motivation or outside reason what's making him do it, but if there isn't, then it's an, an expression of the fact, I'm obeying Hashem. That itself is a Kedosh Hashem. It's very, it's a, Islam is a big chizak. Maybe just walking down the street with a yarmulke and saying, you walk down the street wearing a yarmulke, it's already Um, It depends where. If it's a political statement, then maybe not. But in places where it's not, it's not looked at as like that, it's, it's a sign that I, I show that I'm from Germany. Okay, now that's uh, that's the Rambam. It's interesting, like I said, the second part is the Rambam's chizish. Uh, but it's, we understand, it's l'chara. But it's the same thing as if a person does Naveri Lahachis, you can say that a Chilul Hashem, so then why should this be any different? If a person is doing a mitzvah to show that he's listening, it's a Hashem too. In other words, no one brings the Makar for the Ram, it's a Ram Svarat, but no one argues with him because the logic makes sense, it should work both ways. So that's one kind of Kiddush Hashem. And now we're coming to another kind of Kiddush Hashem, or Chilul Hashem, and this is the Gemara in Yoma. And this is Yishikar, this needs some explanation. The other things which are also considered Chidol Hashem, besides for a person doing an Avera, the other things which are also in the category of Chidol Hashem, who? She asked the Adam Gadol Batayra, and before him the Chasidus, if a person is considered to be a great person, and he does things, Dvarim, Shabrias, Miranimus, Achor, Abishidon, people start to spread rumors about why is he doing that? The Aval Pisha Ainan Averus. It's not that he did something wrong, but he did something which was fell below the expectation people had of him. And this is something which the Gemara says in Yoma, And the two examples that the Ram is going to bring are already examples from the Gemara. The first one, Ram said in the Gemara, that if I buy something and I don't pay on the spot. So even though the storekeeper is willing to give 30 days credit, that's a normal way to do business. But for Rav, he said, if I don't pay on the spot, it's going to cause a Chilol Hashem. And that's what the example gives. An example that I'm going to give is He buys something and he doesn't pay right away. Uh, the Mechim wants to pay it and he says, Give it to him credit, I'll pay you later. That's considered a Chidol Hashem. What did he do wrong? He didn't say, I'm, I'm stealing from you, he didn't say, I'm not going to pay you. He said, Yeah, it's a normal thing, give credit, so I'll pay you at the end of the month. If you, but that's called a Chidol Hashem. I, she yabbed with a He spends a lot of time making jokes. He's always eating. That's another example of Chilol Hashem. Why? What's wrong with eating? He's not eating something he's just straight. So the example of both of these things is it's below people's expectation. That's not what they expected him to do. And now a person doesn't act the way people expect him to act. It creates a Chilol Hashem. 
And the question is why? What's he doing wrong? Because people expect me to be, do something. So the fact that I'm not acting after the, their, the, what they want me to do, that should be a chilul Hashem. Hashem will add a drop. What does Shachan Ach say? It's awesome. What's the chilul Hashem? So let's give this to two more lines and we will explain the principle in these cases. And this is what we said the importance of greetings from the Seva Pan in the office. If a person doesn't do that, he doesn't speak nicely to people, or he doesn't greet them with a smile, which means he has a certain chashirah. It's a very distance when you come to talk to me. That's a chil Hashem. It's not a kabbal in the Seva Pan in the office. Add a balkhtat of a kais, or a person who gets involved in arguments. That a person has to be dactic on himself and if he doesn't, that's a khidal Hashem. What's a khidal Hashem here? What did he do wrong? So the answer is like this. The answer is, and this is something which that's, uh, is, is uh, the way that they're showing in the Gemara, explaining the Gemara that the Rambam is coming from. <coughs> and that is that it's nothing to do with him as a person. It's, uh, people have an expectation of what they want a God to be, what they think a God was meant to be. Someone who's great in Torah, someone who's a great person, so there's an expectation, this is how a great person should act. And if a person lets down that expectation, so then by them he's minimizing the standard of the Torah. We'll see great people don't act like that. So I used to think that a God of Torah was somebody who sits in hands all day, somebody who's always shakur and ruchnias, and now I met him on the beach. That's, what's going on? What's like a dirty Torah can go swimming in the sea? Now, again, there's nothing wrong with going to the beach, assuming obviously it's a separate beach and all that the, the Israel involved. But it, it lets, it would shock a person. That, that, that's not what we expect a God to be doing. So what did he do wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. What he did wrong was, in people's eyes, he lowered the standard of Torah. In people's estimation of what Torah is meant to be, he's lowered that standard. Because since he's looked up to as somebody that people see as a Talmud Chacham, some people see as a Gadol, then by acting in a way which lowers in people's eyes what it means to be a Gadol, he's better bringing down the standard of what the Torah, what the Torah is. And we have to that ourselves. We think about the Gadol and that We would never imagine, Baron Epsteinman, let's say, what would you imagine him doing? Sitting and learning. Maybe davening. Maybe the Tarzan Tvilina. Whatever it's going to be. Now, if you if you see them doing something which would not, might be completely mutter. But that would just would ruin in our mind. The, the, if a God can do that, it kind of lowers in our mind what a God would do. Imagine, you'd see one of those Gadolim in a pizza store eating pizza. Is anything wrong with that? It's a question of the Mahadrin. There's anything wrong. But we don't expect a Godel to do that. We would be very amazed to see a Godel Batera eating pizza in a pizza store. What's wrong with it? Again, what's wrong with it is that there's a certain expectation we have from God. A certain way that someone who's great in terror is meant to act. And if, it, if, something, if someone lowers that expectation by us, it lowers the standard. It lowers the standard. Now this applies across the board. In the case of the Gemara, it's the same thing. The Rebbeach says in the Gemara, in the Ram, it's interesting why he doesn't bring that example. The Gemara says, the Rabbi Yechon says, if people would see me with walking four arms without Natalis and Tvinah, that would be a Chilul Hashem. No, there's no Isser in walking four arms without Natalis and Tvinah. But if people expected Rabbi Yechon to be like that, and now they see he's not, and so it's, it's lowering their, their standards of what they thought a Godel was. And the same with all these things. We don't expect a Godel to eat in public, like we said. Or to be Yarev Bishchak. 
to, to make lots of drugs. It doesn't fit what we expect a girl to be. To lower people's estimation of what the a level of what the Torah is, is also called the Chilom Hashem. And therefore he says, the custom, if the level of the Chachem, he has to understand, what's the expectation of me? What do people think that I shouldn't do? And it's not only regarding actions, with, uh, actions even regarding interactions with other people. So if we expect the Chachem to have perfect mirrors, doesn't get angry, he greets everybody with the Nachas, with everybody in the office, and then that's what Gemara says. When they say that, that's what we expect. And if a person is Lama and his Dibur is not Benachas and Mabrias, he doesn't get along with people. And he's not completely honest in everything he does. Then people have a time on the Torah. They say, Look what happened to him. What's going to do to the But the people see it as being Kilu. So Tamir Chacham aren't as big as we thought they were. That's the Chidal Hashem. Now, and this is a famous story. Because like I said, it's a matter of degree. There's a famous story of uh, it's a Talmud of the Chaznish. We have to go to Tel Aviv for whatever reason. The Chaznish told him, you should know, you have to be very careful how you act. Because people see you as a Talmud Chachem, and you have to be careful how you act. You're not going to cause a Chil Hashem. So this person says to the Chaznish, he says, but Rebbe, I'm not a Talmud Chachem. I'm just a younger man. So the Chaznish says, I know that, and you know that. But they don't know that. They think you're a Talmud Chachem. And therefore, you have to live up to the expectation that they have of you. And that's 100% the true point. The Nagori here isn't Klape Min Hashem. That's the person can think, oh, I'm not such a director. But if that's the expectation other people have from you, then you have to live up to their expectation. Because they're seeing you as an example of somebody who's a Talmud Chachem. They're seeing you as an example of somebody who's meant to act a certain way. And if you don't, then they're going to see it as, you know, the Torah didn't do a good job. Uh, people in the Torah aren't what we thought they were. Whatever level it's going to be, there's always that expectation. Isn't there a story from the last generation? Okay, there's nothing. There are the dollars. Shabbos afternoon. He wants to, te- you know, he wants to ask him to hear in the Gemara that. Not, not, not the second time. Third time, he says, "Shneir, open the door." Says, "Ask what you want." Says, "No, I just ask you to hear in the Gemara." Says, "Okay, come inside." And he said, "But you should know that if you knock once and and you don't get an answer, you should knock a second time. Maybe someone's sleeping. Maybe you're gonna wake them up." The kid says, sleep? Shabbos afternoon? And then he said, from then he never slept again Shabbos afternoon. Not because there's anything wrong with it. There is also an easy sleep Shabbos afternoon. But if in, someone, in someone else's estimation, it was like, it's so un- unbelievable what a rub was sleeping Shabbos afternoon. No, it's not a fair thing. Kids don't sleep in the day. They're at uh, older people, they have more than that. But okay, from then he never slept again Shabbos afternoon because Chasashon Chilalashon. Hashem, I might let down someone's expectation of what I'm meant to be. And it's my this point. Okay, so that's the, that's the negative. That if a person doesn't live up to other people's expectation, because of Chilil Hashem, and once again, the Ram brings it, that's what the Gemara says, the Ram brings it back the other way around, to the positive. Same thing the other way around. If the Chacham is careful, how he deals with other people, that his interactions with other people, Give them the feeling that they've been treated with, with, with not recovered, with respect, with everyone in the office. The land of Hema'en Olven. He doesn't return an insult. Would look, would, would look very bad if someone who's a god of a Torah would say something, the dafka, to insult someone else. And same thing, he doesn't love his, his way of treating other people. He honors them even better than him. He's completely honest in what he does. He doesn't spend waste time in uh, meetings, in the, 
settings which are of Amei Aretz. And when people see him as either in Torah or the Torah in Tefillin, the way we expect the Godel to be, in all that, if it's going to be something which causes other people to praise him and to try and be like him, they respect him. This is, this is what we consider an Adam Godel. That's a Kiddush Hashem. That's the third kind of Kiddush Hashem. The Kiddush Hashem, which bring, and this is the Rebellion. Rebellion says the biggest side in Shari Chava. In the Chalik Gimel. In the beginning of what he calls the Chalik Asiri, which means people who are over and Chil Hashem, Rebellion says the side. And he says that there's another element of Kiddush Hashem, which is important in this thing that you said the Ram says here. And Adi said the Kiddush Hashem, isn't that I'm showing my allegiance to Hashem? That we spoke about before. It's not Yisrael Kiddush Hashem, and that is that I'm bringing other people to 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 that to that to that allegiance to Hashem. So if the way a person acts, the result is going to be, I want to be like that also, or I consider that a matter that I wish my children also be like. I'm bringing other people to that level of of wanting to wanting to be loyal to Hashem. That's also Kiddush Hashem. And now why do people see that? When people respect the way somebody is, and that's the standard that they look up to. The standard they look up to, so then we may that that's going to cause them to aspire to it, or at least want people realize that it's something to aspire to. That's Kedush Hashem as well, not for myself, but for I'm causing Barabi, where other people will realize that. And that's what the Gemara brings the positive. Whatever cause of Aimer, by Yomeli, after the Atzi Yisrael Hashem B'Chay Aspire, Klal who through whom I'll be aspire, I'll be praised. Which means the way a person acts, which causes other people to praise. This is what we want to be. This is what's uh, this is what we look up to. This is what we want to, want to be as well. That's also a kiddush Hashem. For the fact, the effect it has on somebody else. I'm just going to finish with Pasha two hours because this is Mason In the Kailo, we're always sending people to go to various parts of the world very often with aren't too many fringes to try and be a positive influence in whatever setting it's going to be. And there's a tendency people have to think, well, if I'm going to a place that I'm trying to speak to people who have no relationship with from Jews. So people think the way to do it is to try and be their friend. Uh, act the way they act. Uh, integrate. integrate with them on their level. And I hope you'll have a, be a good influence in them. Uh, that's always a bad idea. Firstly, if you're going to try and act on their level, you're much more likely to be influenced by them. But there's a, sudden, a second point also. And that is, even for people who might not have a connection to Torah themselves, there's a certain expectation of a person coming as a rabbi, how you expect men to act. We don't expect you to go and play ball with us in shorts. We don't expect you to hang out with us and get drunk on the Monster Shabbos. There's a certain expectation of if you're meant to be uh, someone who's a teacher of Torah, someone who's a rabbi, whatever position it's going to be, that you're not meant to be like that. You're meant to be different. And when a person is too desperate to try and integrate with other people and gratiate himself with them, He's going to lose his standards of what, what you meant to be special. You meant to be a part. And other maybe you'll feel, well, I'm not, I'm not part of the chavra. I'm not part of the crowd. You don't want to be. If you're representing something higher and something greater, then you want to be looked at as someone higher and someone greater. If I'm coming to represent Torah, then I don't want to be the same as everybody else who's doing the same things. I'm coming to show the highest standard. 
and I'm holding myself to that higher standard, and it'll have the influence like that, because the influence is going to be that people will look up to it. People will see it as a maile. People will see it as something to try and inspire to as well. That's okay, that's Hashem. Whereas if I'm going to try and lower myself to the level of everybody else, so then why are you better than me just because you went to learn? We're all doing the same things. And if anything, it does the opposite. It brings down the value of Torah. And that applies in every setting. The Rambam says also in Hilchus Talmud Torah, that a person who's teaching Torah shouldn't try and befriend his Talmudian. Because it's the same thing. If you're coming to represent a higher ideal, you're meant to be someone at a higher level, so then people bats and want to see that. They want to see the difference. Like you're acting on a higher standard. And if you're going to be exactly the same, that's then what did the Torah, what did you change because of Torah? Exactly the same. What did it do for you? What the look how he grew. Look how he's different. And that's, that's what's going to make a bigger matter. And it's true. Maybe you're not going to be considered a friend. Maybe you're going to be considered an equal. But the Amos is you don't want to be. If you're coming to show that there's a higher level that I'm trying to bring you to, so I don't want to be considered like as, as the same. On the contrary, it's when people feel that they want to grow, then they're going to come to learn how to grow. That's, that, that's the standard that anyone who's teaching, whatever level it's going to be, has to have. You're the one who's representing the Torah. You're the one who, in this situation, is being looked up to as somebody who's coming from a makam of, 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 of a higher level of ruchnius. A person has to maintain that level. A person has to maintain that level because that's what gives them the, the ability to influence people that they look up to him. They think that's something to aspire to. That's something we want to be also, even in a small way. And different people have been in the story. People have worked in non-religious environments. But, you know, obviously you can't eat with uh, non-religious workers. It's not kosher food. But also, keep a standard. You're not going to get involved in office parties. You're not going to get involved in the social life of what's going on. We, 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 we're different. And people often like to feel that, you know, we left out, so to speak, because we're living on a different standard. But it's when you heard a story from someone who's working in such a office in Tel Aviv, and then the, the boss's mother got very sick. So he's an employee. The boss comes and says, Mr. Son, so you're a holy person. Please pray for my mother. That's a good decision. Maybe they not maybe they haven't learned to be like that also, but they respect. You're somebody special. You act differently. So you're you're someone holy. You can you please you you be the one to pray. Whatever it's going to be, however it's going to express itself, that's the thing. There's a standard that you held to. If you're the more the the, the, the more that you looked up to looked up as as an Eved Hashem, as a tzaddik, as a Talmud Chacham, whatever it's going to be, that's more of a standard a person's held to. I mean, extreme example, a God of Torah. So everyone comes to asking to daven for them. Because they see, you're at a higher level. But even at a minimal level, in a situation where you're the one who's showing material mitzvahs to people who are not, you're the tzaddik. So they're going to look up to you to be the tzaddik. And therefore, a person has to act the path, not to let down that expectation. Because by living up to that expectation, he's bringing other people to value uh, Torah or to value Hashem. And Chaz Hashem, the opposite. Well, that's why this is also an example of Chil Hashem or Kedush Hashem.